Welcome to Politics Done Right. Good morning. Good morning, Houston. Welcome to Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Happy Memorial Day. Sounds kind of interesting to say happy Memorial Day, but that it is. But I tell you what, we start, we start with a poem in honor the unknown dead by Elizabeth Robbins Berry. Above their rest, there is no sound of weeping. Only the voice of songbirds thrills the air. Unknown their graves, yet they are in God's keeping. There are none missing from his tender care. He knows each hallowed mound and at his pleasure marshals the sentinels of earth and sky or their repose kind nature heaps her treasure formed by soft winds which round them gently. We thank all those who served the country, whether in war or peace. And let's remember something that is extremely important for all to know. Serving a country is not solely picking up arms for the country when arms need to be, though it's important. Serving the country is not serving just during war. Serving a country doesn't just mean killing. Serving a country means just that. All of you out there who are working, all of you who are making our economy what it is, all of you who are feeding the poor, helping the needy, saving the sick, making sure they can get around this country as best they can, even with all the tribulations out there. While Memorial Day has been forever for those who pick up arms, Memorial Day should be as well for you. Because fighting for what's good is not just picking up arms. It is just that. Fighting for what's good. Good morning to entire the entire Houston metropolitan area, to the entire East, Tex- East Texas. Good morning to the entire country. Good morning to the entire world. Yay! Guess what? Fun drive is over. We can have a full show complete without saying, but well, we still want to tell you that you can still go to kpft.org and throw a few dollars. We were short by about $18,000 or so. We know that you guys are going to come through for us this week in the back end, but that's done with. Good morning, Howard Reynolds. Good morning, Jack Van Beber. How's everybody doing in the studio? Well, good morning, Egberto. We're doing pretty good here this morning. A little sleep in the eyes, but the tin cans are holding up, so we're going to do a show. We are going to do a show. And we're... Oh, bless you, my friend. Bless you, bless you, bless you. But anyway, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. That just means we're alive, folks. That just means we're alive and we're waking folks up. Right. We're waking folks up. Anyway, folks, uh, look, we have a great show scheduled for you today. The show is titled Texas Activist Challenges Anti-Trans Dem. But what else? Paxton is impeached. Yes, we mean the AG Paxton is impeached. So what? 
Wallace and Cloud on GOP freedom. Texas ex activist Ashton P. Woods is challenging Representative Sean Theory, who, who teamed with the GOP to pass an anti-trans bill. Second, what does A.G. Paxton's impeachment mean? Nicole Wallace and Eddie Gloud, they talk a bit about uh, Republican freedom. Or is it really freedom? We're going to talk about that. But you know what I always tell my folks, always tell you guys, this show belongs to whom again? I'm listening. This show belongs to you. So in as much as I prepare for this show every single night before we come out here to make sure that we have something of substance to serve, the only thing of substance that's really important here is what you say that, you know, you, you may call here and change the subject if you so desire. You may tell me, you know, the, the things that are really important on our minds right now is X, Y, and Z. And we try our best to oblige. Again, this is your show. This is your program. Call in 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. In a little bit, I will be playing the interview that I did with Ashton, but I just kind of want to preface that. You know, many times when we see the legislature occurring, when we see the legislature going through what the legislature is going through, sometimes we sit back and think we don't have any choice but to oblige, to acquiesce to what they're doing. I'm here to tell you that's not the case. And the person that I, that the interview that I'm going to talk about here, it's someone who's going to tell you otherwise. It's someone who's going to tell you, hey, I am watching what's occurring in the Texas legislature. And you know what? I don't like what's going on, not because of me, but because it's harming some of my fellow brothers and sisters around Houston, around Texas, around the country. And I'm going to do something about it. I am going to run against the representative that is in my district that is harming others, that's teaming up with others to cause pain to others. And that is what democracy looks like. Democracy means that you are engaged. Democracy means that you are going to say, as Howard would tell you, you vote, you engage, you make sure. You make sure that things are right. All right, let's bring Kyle in real quickly before I start with this interview. Uh, Carl, how are you doing this morning? Hi, Mr. X. But this is Kyle. Uh, this is Kyle, the next president of the United States, right? Yes, sir. Hoping to be, though. Hoping to be the next president of the United States. Well, Kyle, I'm just here to give you that positive affirmation before I go to the, the, the interview, the subsequent interview. So this morning, I just have to tell you, good morning. You stay strong and you keep engaged. Okay, my brother? 
Thank you, Mr. Egberto. But what is the email address again? I, I did not get it last. No problem at all, sir. The email address is kpft at politicsdoneright.com. Kpft at politicsdoneright.com. You have a beautiful rest of your Memorial Day, Mr. Kyle, and we will be talking. Take care, my brother. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Anyway, folks, before I get started, please remember, I'm decidedly progressive. I believe in engaging, listening, and learning from everyone, irrespective of their political ideology. You will never, ever, ever get disrespected by calling into this show. In fact, we aim to ask you to please do call in because, like I said, this is your show and there's no program without your engagement. There's no program without knowing what, yes, what you want what you claim to want, what you want to want. Um, I believe in coexistence, civil coexistence. Yesterday, as I started writing the show, I was in Starbucks and I was introduced to this guy. One of the baristas introduced me to this guy and, and um, we started talking and the conversation was probably supposed to be a five-minute conversation. It turned out to be, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half conversation. This was a super conservative guy, uh, a Republican, etc. And we, but we had such a great conversation. By the end of the day, it was like, you know, we realize, folks, we are, in fact, in the same boat. We just have to be, be cognizant of those who are pushing us apart. And that's what we're about. This, this real progressive guy could coexist, laugh, talk, everything with this very conservative guy and even come to some commonalities. That's what it's all about. If we can do that, those on top pushing us apart cannot continue to win. Notice I say cannot continue to win because guess what, folks? They're winning right now. They are winning right now. That's why the income inequality persists. That's why wealth disparity persists, because they're winning. But as we smarten up, they can't continue winning. There are many ways to listen to Politics Done Right. Tune in at 90.1 FM, of course. Turn that dial to 90.1 FM. Download the TuneIn application from your Android and Apple stores. Load it up. Look for KPFT and listen on the stream. Of course, you can go to kpft.org and hit that listen button and you can listen to the sh- you can stream the show. You can watch the show as well at facebook.com slash kpft houston again that is facebook.com slash kpft houston and of course you can watch it on youtube by going to politicsdoneright.tv politicsdoneright.tv please call the show live 713-526-5738 extension numero dos extension number two with your comments or whatever you want to talk about Every comment is, in fact, appreciated. Please drop me an email at kpft at politicsdoneright.com with suggestions for future topics, just like I just told Kyle, who wants to be president of the United States. Anyhow, folks, 713-526-5738, extension number two. Now, let's go ahead and listen to somebody who decides or decided that he was going to run after the Congress or the representative in his district decided to do wrong by his fellows, neighbors, relatives, friends, etc. Here we go. 
Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. After the current Democratic representative of the district chose to align herself with a Republican sect in the Texas legislature promoting hate against some in her district, she chose to become a willful ally to deny them the care they needed. The only way to ensure politicians support the will of the people is to challenge them in the primaries. A seat is owned by no one. It belongs to the people. In that light, community organizer and political activist Ashton P. Woods decided to put himself on the block again to serve the interests of the entire District 146. Welcome to Politics Done Right, Ashton. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am trying to get things that I understand now that you have a, a great announcement you made this week. Yeah. Um... I actually announced last Friday that I will run against her and I just put out a fundraising ask via Act Blue and raised about $10,000 in less than three days to run against Sean Thierry. I wonder why. I tell you what, let, let's, let's get into that. Let's really get into this. Um, you ran against Theory in 2020, correct? That's correct. And both of you claim that you were there to support the will of the people of your district, correct? That's correct. Uh, Recently, Theory, the person who is in that district now, aligned herself with Republicans who actually harm some of our residents in this district. Why don't you explain the situation? Well, <clears throat> first of all, let me tell you about who I am. For those of you who are going to be watching and listening, my name is Ashton P. Woods. I'm the founder of Black Lives Matter Houston. I've been in Houston since I was 20 years old. Um, I came with Katrina. I started the first Gay Straight Alliance in a high school in New Orleans, all black high school. And I've been an activist ever since for black lives and, and, and everybody in, for that matter. I'm not one of those all lives matter people, but I believe that allyship, like Sean portrayed herself to be, representative theory portrayed herself to be, is to be an ally to folks that you demand allyship from. So you can't say black lives matter without being an ally to other people. So be, for for supporting people who don't look like you, who might be AAPI or Latino, brown, black and brown, right? And so the district, the reason why I say this is that this district is made up of so many different types of people. And her vote for SB 900, SB 14, and I think 2751, um, the will of people did not tell her to vote to remove trans-affirming care gender affirming care from trans kids and to spout unscientific, not proven data to support her claims when she could have just said that she was anti-trans and anti-LGBTQ. Now, when I ran against her in 2020, when the primary hit, she beat me by 4,000 points when I primaried her. That was a strong song for somebody who only raised $7,500 compared to the hundred plus thousand dollars that she had and spent for the primary on, on her end, right? So I overperformed her. I got, I, I put out 5,000 push cards and I got 5,695 votes from 5,000 push cards and 150 signs, yard signs that I bought from donations from all over the country, mostly in district. And what I have to show for it is this. I had all the endorsements. I had the LGBT caucus endorsement, and I believe that she was resentfully um, punishing the LGBT community for supporting me over her back in 2020. But also, 
recognize that she's always been this person, that she's always been homophobic and, and anti-LGBTQ. She's been with the Houston Baptist, Houston Baptist Ministers Association alignment. Um, if you're familiar with them, they voted. They voted. Yes, I remember when we had the equal rights ordinance. Exactly. And to um, we almost had an equal rights ordinance in 2014. In 2015, it was on the ballot. It got voted down, and Houston lost a lot of business because of the anti-LGBT rhetoric and the no men and women's restrooms uh, BS that they that they were spouting. And here it is again. She's voting to ban. She voted to ban trans athletes from um, playing on the sports team with the gender identity that they're currently going by. They keep putting this as a groomer thing with the with the bill for gender affirming care where um, Texas Children's Hospital just announced uh, today that they're, they're going to go ahead and stop doing the gender affirming care after their data got leaked to uh, the attorney general and the governor recently via someone who hasn't been identified yet and and basically putting people in danger that that's a violation of HIPAA that's a violation of federal law privacy laws um based on what from what I understand you know your medical bill of rights right um, absolutely and yeah. the medical bill of rights came from the protest that happened in 1986 they coined the phrase nothing about us without us hiv positive people are the people who came up with the medical medical bill of rights that you that you benefit from today and that was violated the, those trans kids were their rights were violated their privacy rights were violated by that and so you have people i have a supporter who donated to me recently um who um who wouldn't take a refund back because she has to flee because her child was on that list of people who was leaked to the government the state government and they have to leave and go to another state because they think they're in danger. And so that's why I am running against Sean Theory, among other things. You're writing a book adding to the anti-CRT um, critical race theory, which is a phrase that is non-existent. It's not real. It's made up just like any other disinformation that's come from the big lie. And so now you've taken and you've done something. You, you claim. Wait, wait a minute. Are you telling me she voted against the CRT? I mean, voted with that CRT crap as well? No, what I said was that she voted the book, but the gender, um, the gender queer okay. ban, the right. book ban right. is an addition to, in addition to what was already passed, as far as the CRT bill. Because remember, the CRT bill is critical race theory that they claim was supposedly about um, making people feel guilty, but what it really was was about erasing black people, erasing brown people, AAP, AAPI people. And Latino people, when I say brown and black people, because there are black people in all of those groups, right? So when you think about it, most of the books that have been banned under the the under Florida law and under other states that have a similar bill that she voted for under this book ban that that was based on this book called Gender Queer, most of those books are written by black people. This is a race issue. And she claims that she's being racially attacked by this, but her privilege and her bias as a cisgender straight woman who has light skin privilege and presents very um, culpable with white people is saying that 
it's, it's, it's basically throwing a rock from a rented glass house and saying, oh, look, you're, you're attacking me. You're you're a vicious or or, or a vile activist uh, uh, coming at me because I voted this way. I'm only trying to protect the children. But the thing is, is if you voted for that book, you're not trying to protect the children. You're trying to hurt someone because you take taking let, care let, of Let me you. stop you there because there, uh, I'm reading the state. She had a statement that she put out called a statement on voting to raise the age to 18 for gender modification treatments and surgeries. And here's her major reason, and it's in her first paragraph. It says, after hearing from constituents, listening to stakeholders, and reviewing the scientific data in this country and around the globe, I am assured that this position is rooted in sound policy, which supports the health development and overall well-being of minors. That's not a true statement. No, that's not a true statement. That statement also says, stakeholders. The only stakeholders involved is the is the doctor, the person get, going through the gender, the per, the personal doctor, the person going through the gender change uh, uh, prescriptions, etc., and the parents. Nobody else. That's right. Those are the, and and if you are going through these different, if, if you're the doctor giving the the the, the uh, medical treatment, if you're the parent allowing the medical treatment. And if you are the kid receiving the medical treatment after going through the psychological rigor that you go through, those are the only stakeholders that matter. Well, yeah, and that the scientific data that she, the scientific data that she's citing, she can look at the DSM five, which is the federal government's um, database on mental health. I'm a sociology student. She's a law student. She should know better than to spout information that she couldn't verify herself. This is, as I stated before. This is based on misinformation, part of the big lie under Trump. It's, it's the same thing as the election. It's all tied together, connect the dots. She's supporting an agenda under a Democratic banner by attacking the LGBTQ community when she doesn't realize that there are Black, black LGBT people who live in her district who have voted for her repetitively who she is hurting, who she did not contact as stakeholders, who who have tried to reach out to her, who she has deliberately ignored, who she was called out on Twitter for um, ignoring, actually, as a matter of fact. And when you when when I was uh, talking to KXAN in Austin, I was told by um, by the reporter that the manager said that, well, the um, she was censored by the Milan Democrats, but the Milan Democrats has a lot of black membership. They just can't show up to the meetings just like they can't show up to the Texas legislature. They go to work every day just like you and me. They can't choose between the bus fare, the light bill, and the bo- the dollar menu uh, babysitter to go to the to the Texas legislature like most of the people who looked who did not look like me or you uh, showed up did. That's the reality of it. But the other thing is, is that same effort that they put forth in, in claiming racism and oh, it's just the white people trying to do that the dog whistle BS about erasing the fact that black LGBT people actually exist. That homophobia, that transphobia, all that anti-LGBT madness could be squashed by one thing. Every state representative has an office that they that, that the state requires. If a constituent can't make it to the, to the Texas Capitol, they are required by law to allow that constituent to, te- to testify remotely from the district office. She has a district office in the Sunnyside Multi-Service Center that, ju- that she just opened, the, the new one. And so... Where was where was she at when those constituents needed to be notified? I get emails from all of the representatives all the time, a weekly email talking about what happened this week and that and the other. But who has time to check 
email when a lot of times they talk about rural people who don't have data and internet like that and, and are doing things on the phone just like that. This is the hood. Sunnyside is in, I'm in Sunnyside. A lot of people use the internet from their phone. A lot of people have limited data on their phone. How are they going to know to to do this? How are they going to know where to go? That's outreach. When was the last time she had a forum talking to constituents instead of stakeholders like Max Miller, who voted to, um, who was a part of the Houston Ministers uh, pack that I was talking about earlier, um, to come out against the Houston Equal Rights Ordinance, which would have gave us a, a, a some type of reform to talk about being discriminated against for being black, LGBT, or, or otherwise anything. Woman, man, regardless of what we identified as some type of protection, we still don't have that protection to this day. And so almost 10 years later, in 2023, we, have those, we don't have those protections, and she's still taking pictures to this day. Right now, in a picture, I just tweeted about it, like, right before I got on with you, with Max Miller, the same biggest who were talking about um, to the LA Times, they can't support same-sex marriage. Well, I was at the Supreme Court with Jim Obergefell when same-sex marriage was being heard. I was in the room when we found out that I had the right and millions of people had the right to finally get married because of Obergefell v. Hodges. And so when people like her erase people like me, it 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 it, it sparks something in me to run, not just because of the LGBT issue, but because I want to know why we don't have sidewalks in this area, why we don't have fire hydrants. Let me stop you right, let me, let me stop you right there. Hold on. Like it is important for people to see that if their if, if their representative, irrespective of party, is not doing what is necessary to serve the people. That the, in fact, on the program today, that's what I try to tell people. They say that the, the, the government doesn't work for them. The government will work for you if you become the government as it was intended to be. And right now, what I see you doing, Mr. Um, Woods, is that you're saying the government did not perform. Your representative did not perform. And you put yourself up on the block to serve. So my next question and last question to you is what will you do uh, if elected into that position? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is is what I'm going to do while I'm running is I'm going to go talk to the people. I'm going to have forums quarterly or, or, or how often as I can to talk to the people about what they need. I know that if I stepped outside right now, there's not a sidewalk that I could walk on from from my front door off over here off of off of uh, Scott and Reed where I live. Right. There are no fire hydrants. Those little blue hydrants that are around Houston. Those are not fire hydrants. Those are water mains. There are streets that don't have stop signs or, or traffic lights and people fly by, get hit. Those ditches you can fall into when it rains and get swept away because they're so deep. We need people to understand that there's an infrastructure issue. There's a public safety issue. Not policing, but infrastructure as a public safety issue and a quality of life issue. If we give people the things that they need, like making sure that we work with the grocery stores that are in the area, or the, or the corner stores in the area to make sure, for example, the items that they're selling are not past expiration and to make sure that we have facilities for people to get deodorant, tampons, different toiletries that they might need so that they can go to work and, and be and be fresh, right? Thinking about in this district about how I live right down the street from high school and I hear a police siren about three or four times every morning around the same time around 5 a.m. And they just do it to intimidate people. Right. And thinking about the idea that that same school down the street is a black school, which is something that I wanted to get into the the idea that she wanted to push metal detectors, which is something that is something I'm against. I'm, I'm, I'm for the panic button bill, but. 
Think about it. That's the school to prison pipeline tie-in. Black schools with metal detectors, and then you want to arm teachers. And I wrote about that. I can send you the link to that too. Who's aiming at who? A teacher from Conroe or from from Richmond, Texas, outside of Houston, could not have any relationship to any of the community of the children who go to that school. It could easily pull a shot, pull a gun, and shoot a student because he looked at them the wrong way, right? And so. We have to think about how we are coming from a place of privilege if we are coming from a place of privilege like I feel like she is in context of her bills or she's not thinking about how she promoted maternal mortality rates without talking about trans masculine people. When we are talking about people who exist as they are, you're taking their life chances away from them. You're, you're wrecking the quality of life and people are having to leave because of it. And I'm voting and I'm voting against her and running against her to let her know that she can't do that, that she cannot align with these Republicans and hurt people who look like her while saying black lives matter. She didn't even show up to the Uvalde event that we did last year. And it's a, it's a year later. Right. Right. So you think about how all these things work hand in hand. It's about the cruelty. It's the cruelty is the point. The education about the book bans is about erasing people, queer people people of color, which both can be one and the same intersectionally, which is why, why I'm also running to teach that you can't separate black from LGBTQ. You can't separate Latino from, from LGBTQ. You can't separate woman from LGBTQ. You can't separate man. You can't separate anybody because you got somebody in your family who's trans, gay, or bisexual. You got somebody who's Afro-Latino in your family. You got somebody who's Afro-Asian. We are everywhere. We are a diaspora and we have to be respected in that way. And I'm running to make sure that all of the people in the district, whether they agree with me or not, are represented. Ashton P. Wood, activist Woods. and community organizer. Thank you so kindly. And, and, and now candidate in District 146. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics and Right. Thank you for having me. Before I, I, I go any further with this part, because uh, when, when I got the notice from Ashton that he was running, and I've known Ashton for quite some time, there's a whole lot of activism that is quite powerful here in Houston. Um, so as soon as I got an email stating that he was running, I said, I want to talk to him. And by the way, I do want to talk to Representative Sean Theory, the person that he's running against. I sent her some uh, tweets, etc. I would love to hear, you know, you always want to hear all sides of every story. But let me tell you, with, with all the issues that Ashton uh, talked about, um, I realized something. When representatives get up there to Houston or get up there to D.C. or get up to wherever they are, right? Sometimes what they tend to do, and this, this goes for politicians that are there as politicians and not there. And by the way, I believe in politicians. I believe in the, the function of politicians. I revere and respect politicians. It's important because they are the ones who are going to dictate policy or create policies to serve, to make sure that all are being served. So there's, you know, we, you know, just like we've uh, uh, made several words diseased, is what many have done to politicians. And I don't want the word politician to be diseased. I want the word politicians to mean 
a profession that goes out there and serves the community. With everything that Ashton said, right? One of uh, above and beyond the trans issue, because there, you know, uh, for somebody in the in the trans domain, it is it is materially it it is something material to them. But for those who have empathy, I think it's our responsibility to try to see things through their eyes. For those who are whomever you are, I don't care who you are, whoever tells you that they are aggrieved. I think empathy dictates that we try to see things through the eyes of not just how we were reared, not just the things that we know. Because I've told my story so often about when I dispel some of my own prejudices, whether it be the homophobia prejudice, the sexism prejudice, and anything, one has to be humble enough to say, I was wrong in my beliefs or I was less empathetical that I should have been. So it is all about empathy. But now that politician that goes out there to represent a particular district, and you hear Ashton talk about getting out of his home to a place where it has no sidewalks, getting out to a home where there are just ditches, uh, for drainage, and we did a story, I guess, a couple weeks ago uh, that kind of illustrated where in, in, in Houston, where you find open pit drainage as opposed to other parts of Houston. Why isn't that representative? Instead of teaming up on issues that deprive people of their rights or remove some of their rights or remove some of their medical care, why isn't that representatives doing things that materially affect her entire district? And those are some of the questions when, if and when I get the honorable representative to come on to the program. And this goes all over the country, folks. This is the thing that we should be doing all over the country is asking the questions. Why is it that you are out there representing your particular district and that which really afflicts, afflicts your district? It's not something that you're materially working towards solving. Instead of going on to the bandwagon, the, the, the thing right now is banning books, finding a way to hurt on trans. You know, I, I mean, all these kinds of things that that we, we shouldn't, those are questions that I have. Those are questions that I have. And I think it's important for all of us. So 713-526-5738, please give us a call. Extension number two, call with whatever you want to talk about. You want to discuss this particular subject we just had. You want to move it on to something else. You agree, you disagree. It doesn't really matter because Houston needs to hear America needs to hear, the district needs to hear, the state needs to hear. 713-526-5738, extension number two. The second subject of the day, or unless you call and change it, is as follows. Um, Attorney General Paxton was impeached this weekend. And we kind of had a feeling it would have occurred. When a committee votes five to nothing unanimously to move your case for impeachment, you have to ask why. You have to ask why. What exactly did 
Ken Paxton do? And the truth of the matter is, by the way, Ken Paxton is the attorney, for those who don't understand, they just hear impeachment, etc., but don't understand exactly what one what an AG does, attorney general does. They're the one, they're the, the state's attorney. If they, if a company need to be sued for uh, throwing crap into the river, that's what your attorney general does. If people's rights are violated through federal law or other law, they handle the suits, etc. But it so happened that this attorney general, one year after being in office, he was already suspect. You know, the, the, the Texas Tribune uh, says as followed, Attorney General Ken Paxton, who has been at the center of several scandals, was impeached on 20 articles of impeachment by the Texas State House Saturday. I mean, they worked on the weekends to get this job done. He is now suspended from his office pending a Texas State Senate trial in which senators act as jurors. Paxton, the state's top lawyer and one of its most powerful and controversial Republicans, has faced criminal investigations, legal battles, and accusation of wrongdoing for years. But after he requested $3.3 million in taxpayer funds to end a lawsuit by former staffers who accused him of on-the-job retaliation, the Texas House General Investigative Committee began looking into accusations of wrongdoing. The Texas House of Representatives holds the power to impeach and the Senate must conduct a trial. And so it's up to Dan Patrick now, our lieutenant governor, to decide when the trial for Ken Paxton would begin. This guy started with securities fraud, folks. That is how he started his tenure the very first time he served us as our attorney general who starts a job under that cloud but let me tell you what is most disconcerting about all of this he was voted back into office this the third time when ideology beats when ideology beats integrity when ideology beats morality it's the same thing that we see with Donald Trump. Doesn't matter that he's now not just alleged to have violated women. He has now been found to have violated women, or in this case, a woman, for which he has to pay millions. We all have documented that he ripped off 501c3s, even his own. We all know that he created universities, a university that wasn't really a university, but he ripped people's monies off to give them the semblance of it being some sort of accredited school. Uh, we can go on and on of wrongdoing, hurting people. And there's a sect in our society because of our ideological bent and ideological cancer that continues to keep some in office, again, there has been a soup created that allowed many of us to know, to know we shouldn't be doing X, Y, and Z, but still do it because of ideological reason. Ken F. on the 
on the internet says, Hola, ¿cómo estás, mi amigo? Estoy muy bien, señor. Muchísimas gracias por estar escuchando y mirando el programa. Thank you so kindly for listening and watching the program. Uh, this program, of course, is yours. And without you, there is none. So please, if you have anything to add to the discussion before I, I go to the next subject, give us a call. 713-526-5738. 713-526-5738. Let me put Howard on the spot here before I move on to see if Howard wants to add anything to the discussion at all. Brother Howard, and how are you doing, sir? Uh, yes, we're doing fine back here at the studio. And uh, what, the only thing that I would add yes. is they're taking the right approach. Run against the person that's doing the harm. Run against them. Get some votes. Get active. You know, uh, make it a grassroots thing because grassroots things do take off. So if you see something, say something. Get in touch with your representative. And say, you know, I've got a voter card here. Do you stay? You do you want to remain in office? Vote them out. You know, you know, my I don't want to get on my soapbox this morning because it's just it's your show. Well, no, no. Let me tell you something. No, no that's not that's a false statement, Howard. I'm sorry. That's a false statement. <laughs> okay. It's our show. It's the people's show, really. And I mean that, you know that. Well, you know how passionately I feel about getting out and voting and making your voice heard. Because you got to do it. You just got to do it. And Memorial Day of all days, those are the people who died for your right to vote. How dare you not vote? Exactly. How dare you not vote? Honor those people because they didn't get to live their lives. They didn't get to, you know, have children. Some of them didn't get to have children. Some of them left children behind. They didn't get to raise their children. They fought for your right to vote. Now go do it and vote these people out or vote ex these people. So ex there you go. Ex exactly right. But let me, before I move on, I just want to uh, uh, give Jack Van Beber a word here because Jack sent me, it wasn't a poem. It was a long sort of an essay by text. Hey, the, the longest text I get is usually from uh, my brother called Jack Van Beber. And so, Jack, uh, I hope you have your text. I hope you remembered what you sent me. But uh, you had some interesting thoughts. You know, uh, how Howard just brought up Memorial Day, these people that have fought for us to, to, um, for freedoms, et cetera, for the right that some of us don't take advantage of. But you also add, you actually added to the discussion when you, when you started with your text that says, you know, the bad thing about Soldier Hero is maybe he didn't die for freedom after all. What did you mean by that? Well, uh, what I mean by that is, you know, uh, war is business by other means to me. It's more about resource extraction, about controlling resources and people. So... I don't want to demean the soldier at all, his effort, you know, but what I'm saying is, you know, we honor our soldiers and we honor what they do, but what they're, what we're told they're doing may not be the real reason that they've gone to war and risk their lives. Yep. You and know, Jack, I, I want to hold you right there because I want to tie that in with what, Howard just said about 
voting, about take, make, taking the responsibility. Uh, we today honor our soldiers. Today's Memorial Day and we're honoring our, our soldiers. But when we tie into what Howard mentioned about voting, it is so important that we realize what you just said, Jack, about what are they fighting for? They, we honor them, but those who sent them there are the ones we, the people, put into power. And if we find out that we, the people, put into power those who pretty much have demeaned the lives of those who are out there to serve, that's on us. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, in that, in that little piece I was talking about, you know, how the soldier lays down his life for freedom, you know, is one is one thing. But if the soldier is having his life taken away from him for profit or power, that's a whole nother. That's a whole. Thank you. And that's that is the core of why I wanted to talk about what you sent me, because that is exactly how it is, sir. Exactly as you just stated there. Yes. He is going there for the right reason. But I mean, he's going there for going there to to defend the country. But is he doing it on? false premises you know it's, it's like the person who well i won't use a religion example but so anyway i wanted i wanted to highlight what you sent me jack because it really touched me as i read it and i'm like jack hits the nail on the head all right brother um, absolutely yes yes he hit the nail on the head. So, I mean, I, I think that was an important, so thank you for sending, uh, send that out, that out, my brother. That was a, that was a good, um, good, good piece right there. But anyhow, so Paxton got impeached. And now, uh, if you notice the governor is quite silent about it and let me give you an explanation as to why he is silent. The, tw- uh, Paxton got voted out by 120 something votes. Again, here it is. Here it is. 120-something votes to 20-something votes. In other words, overwhelmingly impeached. Overwhelmingly impeached. And so far, the government, uh, the, the governor has said absolutely nothing. One should ask why. And before I go to Raymond, Raymond, I'm coming to you right now. The reason why there is a certain group of people that still have the support of uh, and those are the people that the governor needs to continue with the ruckus that he's doing. So for him to come out and assign a new attorney general while this trial goes on, he may, he may get the wrath of the, the, the absolute right. He doesn't know what to do right now. So he's quiet. He hasn't said a word. So right now, uh, Texas, you have no AG, no official AG. Raymond, come on in, my friend. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. You know, I was, I was calling about your anti-Donnie show. My anti-Donnie show? Okay, why don't you turn the radio down a little bit, my dear friend, and then we can go ahead and talk with whatever you want to say. Go ahead, sir. Okay, you know, why KPFT has anti-Donnie shows? I don't know. Who do you think you're persuading? But as far as schools go, how many mm-hmm. people do you think went bankrupt because of Donald Trump's bogus university? Mm-hmm. I have not okay. taken one out of A couple thousand? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Okay. How 
many people are in perpetual want of going bankrupt because of Joe Biden's anti-bankruptcy law that kept people who took out loans like when they were 18, 18, uh-huh. getting out of high school, hoping to do something good and are yeah. settled with debt or life. You know, I think people have to take a good look at why we got Donnie and the right wing pigs, war pigs like Joe Biden, like Joe Biden, who was 100 percent behind Iraq. He was a Dick Cheney Democrat as the head of the CFR. He wanted to bomb Belgrade in the manner, his words, of Nazi Germany and Imperial Japan. He's 100% behind his mentor, is Brzezinski, Zabig, whose maybe greatest quote under Carter was that Muslim terrorists are a construct of the CIA. Um, Raymond, Raymond, first of all, I want to I thank you for calling, first of all. And not only I want to thank you for calling, I want to tell you that there's a large percentage of what you just said that is actually correct. All right. It's 100%. But you tell me what isn't correct. Sure. That's why that's we're having a dialogue here. What isn't correct. Okay. Let, let me just say, first of all. Well, tell me what was incorrect about what I just said. Okay. Let, let's, let's do this. Uh, let's do this. And I ask you this with respect. Let's talk. I'll listen yeah, to you. You tell me what was part. I, 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 sir, you have to give, you have to give me a chance to answer you. Like I completely listen to me. Like I completely listen to you. Right. I mean, we don't have to rush this or we don't have to do that. We can have a civil conversation. Correct. You tell me that I'm partly correct. Tell me what's yes, and and that's where I'd like to go. But I'd like to do it in an organized. Tell me what was incorrect about the war pig. Biden in the White House. First of all, um, first of all, um, Trump came about. You are correct that I'm Trump not came. I'm talking about Trump. I'm talking about Biden. No, no, you're talking. Wait a minute. You, you, you actually start out. You did start out the conversation with Donnie. That's how you and started. And you had no idea about how many people went bankrupt under Trump University. So yes. now that you have an idea, we know that millions are bankrupt perpetually, can't claim bankrupt, but are broke because of Biden's uh, anti-bankruptcy bill. Actually, that is not. Let, let, let me explain a few things to you. Sir, the way you. you let me ask you something before before we continue. Let me ask you something, uh, um, Raymond. Let me ask you this, Raymond. Okay, one of the things that the the, the reason we get into the the fiddle that we're in right now, right, is because folks rile each side up. Like you are sort of riled up when you're talking to me right now. I've never voted Republican in fifty years, sir. Pretending that somehow Joe Biden and these sold-out corporatist Democrats are going to change one GD thing. They're not. They didn't. Raymond. Raymond. In wages. Uh, listen, let me tell you something, Raymond. Uh, do you want a successful country or not? Yes or no? Hey, you know, what kind of question is that? I'm still asking you for what I was wrong about. Again, what I'd like, what I'm trying to do is before I even answer your question, I, I want to give billions in weapons, 
in mass. You know, we wonder why people are getting shot up in schools. Look what we do. Billions hey, of weapons. Hey, Raymond, Raymond, you're not calling for a conversation. You're calling just to put your point of view out. I'm what I'm trying to ask you for what I was wrong about. You questioned my correctness about Joe Biden. And you so then be quiet and listen. Be quiet, be quiet, and listen. That's how we under. Don't listen when. And and, and I'm not. Understand respect. You said I was partly correct. You tell me what was incorrect. You respect me. You be honest, Raymond. I, I tell you, Raymond. I I I try to have conversations, right? And I'm not going to let. I won't let your anger dictate the way the conversation flows. If you want to have a, a, a civil conversation, we will. If you want to simply be on one side shouting, I don't do that. Call Hannity. Call one of these other guys. I have civil conversation. Do you want to have a civil conversation or not? It's that simple. Do you want one or not? He hung up. Okay, good. Well, we won't look. Uh, the, the thing about, and I won't, I won't go there. I won't get involved, folks, at all. You know, I entertain every side, absolutely every side. What I will not do is have a shouting match against each other because I don't do any service to the rest of the audience by us just going at each other that way. That's not how it works. He had a statement about Donald Trump. And uh, about the, what the negatives he does versus what Biden does. And the thing about the way he talks, and Johnny, I'm coming to you in a second. The difference here is this, right? When you start, uh, when, you st when you have partial truths, which he does have, what created the, mega, the MAGA right wing, et cetera, is a lot of stuff that, you know, the, the people purportedly on the left are doing, but it's not, it, it's not the whole story and you have to answer it in a calculated way. I am not going to answer it under the pretense that he comes across Biden is bad because that's not how it goes. If I had to compare Biden to uh, Trump, Trump is a lot more evil than Biden could be. And I can enumerate them one at a time. I won't do it now, but I want to throw it to Howard before I go to Johnny. Go Howard. I think a lot of people have wondered how Donald Trump became such a, a figure of make America great again. Well, that's what he promised. I don't think that he delivered on it, but the make America great again appealed to the disenfranchised middle income folks who were being crushed. Right. Getting out of jobs. Yes. Jobs were being sent overseas. So that's, that's what his, his appeal. It was, over Hillary. Hillary said she didn't say anything what she was going to do. You know, her, her campaign is, I like children and I like puppies. So right. elect me as president. Well, no, uh, we like puppies and children too, but I don't think that's going to make a good president. A, president, exactly. a presidential candidate that says, I am going to bring home jobs. We're going to fix what's wrong with the economy. We're going to make sure that everybody is semi prosperous. And the exactly. disenfranchised middle income folks are going, well, you know, this guy, well, let's take a chance on him. Well, you took a chance. You paid your money and took your chances. And this is what you got. Exactly. So, and, you know, Raymond, uh, Howard, Raymond 
I, I understand Raymond's frustration. Unfortunately, you have to have a frustration. When you're frustrated, you make bad choices, right? And you have to yes. learn how to, and that's the reason I try to have civil conversations with all sides because, you know, I understand what, what he's saying, but, but he's saying it in the wrong, in the wrong context and he's, he's given accolades where they don't belong and blame also where it's only partially belong. But let's go to Johnny because we only have like two minutes left. So Johnny, come on in. Bring old Johnny in. Johnny, how you doing, man? <clears throat> no uh, headaches this weekend. Great. Yeah, oh, so you listen to this show to get one? <laughs> no, I, I, I get headaches from Republicans in that last caller. What a sharp contrast between your first caller, Kyle, who's lost and wants to do good, and this last guy who hates KPFT and Libs. That was obvious in the way he started off his call. He was contentious. And that's all he was. He wasn't interested in an honest discourse. He said things that sounded true that I would have to fact check. Why? Because of the way he started his call. When you guys, when you trolls and you right-wingers and pretend to not be right-wingers, calling to KPFD, you raising your voice and screaming the same point over and over again doesn't buy you any purchase with people like me. No, you haven't convinced anybody. You didn't create a good argument. Why? Because you were screaming the entire time. That doesn't, that doesn't go well for people like me. That makes me want to turn you off. There you go, Johnny. Johnny. Why, why don't you give Kyle contact information for the guy who's running in District 142? 146. 146? Yeah, I think you should uh, encourage Kyle to call you back when you get that contact information and share it with Kyle so he can be a volunteer for the guy running in office locally because you got to learn to walk before you start running and jumping. You know, thank you, Johnny, for calling. I got to go now because uh, Howard is going to kick me out in a minute. So let me give my kind of a closer. Thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. Folks, um, th this, this show sometimes can be uh, too, too short for the things that I want to talk about. But I don't want you all to hate on Brother Raymond who just called, okay? Because that is what we have fomented in this country, that kind of a discourse. And what I do is I try to keep that even keel that I, say, I won't address or answer to that type of discourse. Anybody who wants to talk you can call and fuss and disagree and whatever you want to do it is your right and you will be respected but what i won't do is get into a shouting match with absolutely anybody this is not hannity this is not rush limbaugh this is not that's not the kind of show we have here what we have is a thoughtful show who believes in people who loves everybody i don't care where you're from what you are but we are going to treat each other when we have this program with respect. Everybody who calls into this show will know they will gain respect, but also I respect the audience and will not continue that type of a frame. And my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this. Baby, I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.